Welcome to Every Album Ever with Mike and Alex. My name is Michael Mansour, and I'm joined, as always, by my final wearing, Kiss Dealing, Wheeling Dealing, Son of a Gun co-host Alexander Voltz. Say hello. I only wear t-shirts of bloodied women professional wrestlers. Oh, well, that's because you're a feminist. <laughs> this is Every Album Ever, the podcast where we listen to every single album in the world, one artist at a time. That's a new discography per episode. And today, we'll be discussing every album. Bye. Break out your shillelaghs, your potatoes and your leprechauns all the stereotypes because we're talking about the pogues this was requested on patreon by kyle kyle by the way came to us from uh you remember a little podcast we did called brass tacks and beers i do oh well he found us through that food he found us through that guest appearance no yeah that goes even if we got one listener off mm-hmm. that interview. Hell that one listeners, Kyle. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. So uh thank you so much for giving us your money and and making us do things and being a part of the, the crew or whatever it is that we do here. Oh, we gotta think of a name for our I know we call them pa- patronizers. I got another one. Cocksuckers. Cocksuckers. Perfect. It's perfect. It's perfect. That's stupid. I shouldn't say, I shouldn't say that. They're, no. they're they're very nice to us. But you guys are cocksuckers for, for making us do this, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. You know uh, what? I think the Pogues would probably uh, probably call people cocksuckers as a term of, of endearment. endearment. I, I do mean it as a term of endearment. Was that not clear? Was that not clear? No, it wasn't. It wasn't. Okay. I probably should, uh, I've been told I'm a, a bit of an asshole. Sorry. What the hell are we talking about? So uh, before we get into all this stuff, you want to help support us, like the video if you like it and d- dislike it uh, if you're, you know, you hate us, but uh, you know what? Don't, don't dislike it. Fuck uh, you. You know what? The, fuck you. The, you know what? And the dislikes don't show up anymore. So that's right. You can, as far as Mike you know, can see them. No one else can. To be fair. I don't really look at most of the back end. Of, <laughs> I barely read comments. I almost, I maybe once every uh, like six weeks, I'll read a com- I'll read some comments and respond with you. Mm-hmm. Mostly don't uh, because it's just, uh, I don't want to do it to my soul. I'm not that kind of guy. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not curious enough. I don't know. So like people don't like hearing that. I don't read comments people because it's, it's like, why are you even, why are you talking to us? If we're not going to, you know, engage they, or they get disappointed when I respond. <laughs> <laughs> because well because i don't know i feel like i'm easier to hate but uh it just brings me no happiness to to see like i'm already hard enough on myself like really really hard on myself mm. so like some stranger be like you suck like but your opinion doesn't matter my opinion matters and i'm already telling myself i suck so why do i i'm not gonna double down hey i'm just saying if it's if it's positive if it's constructive i'll respond You'll i'm do. there your boy can't sleep sometimes I want to know what people are saying about me. Sometimes I want to, I want to throw in a nice, your family doesn't love you kind of response, Oh, but yeah. I don't care enough. I, I just move on. I might throw little catty ones. I'm not, I'm not going to get into it. Like, uh, yeah, maybe something punny. There we go. Yeah. There we go. What the hell are you talking about? Spotify playlist on the Pogues, by the way, if you want to check out, we have playlists associated with every single episode that we do. You can find the link in the description. Uh, everyalbumever.com has all the ones that we've done for previous episodes. And of course, like Kyle did, Patreon. Patreon, Patreon. This is what's keeping us alive little by little. Uh, so patreon.com slash every album ever if you want to get bonus episodes, super early access to the Loose Ends episodes. Uh, 20% off all merch. And of course, tier two, all tier two patrons get to jump the line uh, because we have a million gajillion requests and we'll never, ever, ever get to them uh, unless you force us by way of money. Yes. So, I th- never thought I'd see the day. 
And that day's been happening for about like six months, maybe a little more. It's been happening for a while. It's a been happening like a year. <laughs> Hard work, baby. Oh, boy. Uh, so thank you all and whatnot and whatnot and whatnot. But, but here we are with the actual discography. So the Pogues. Hey, Alex. Yeah. Here's that moment. What up? What do you what do you think of the Pogues? I fucking hate them. <laughs> I I told you that when I walked in. I hate them. I don't hate them as much as the cramps or porcupine tree. Not even close. Not, not even for close. For me, not even close. But I still hate them. I still hate them. I don't hate them. I don't love them. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I don't and here's here's a, a bold claim out the gate. I don't think anybody who doesn't love Irish music can love this band. This, so if you don't yeah if you don't like irish music you can't you can't get into it i don't think no i don't think you can love this band unless you're you already love oh super irish music there's no way you um listeners may be more familiar with like a a flogging molly or a uh, dropkick murphy's a song like ship it Shipping me up to Boston or whatever the fuck that's called. Otherwise known as every single scene in The Departed. Every Boston sports arena. Also, it's been a while, so fuck Boston. There it is. Um, There's some like crossover appeal there. That's yeah. a fucking catchy song. There, There's no crossover appeal here. This is... It's very... Tr- well, the thing is, it is punk, at least for a Yes, in between, but it's so much more Celtic than punk. At least, at least from like the, like uh, without diving super into it. Like if you just mm. show a you know a layperson, someone's riding with you in the car, and you put this on, they're like, "Are you why are you Irish all of a sudden?" What, yeah, it's 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 hard to distinguish. It's that there's that many banjos and accordions here, dude. I I had a few epiphanies about music as a whole listening to this. So. How's that? How's that? Like. uh mariachi oh yeah celtic music right you hate it polka music pirate songs a lot of pirate shit here dude it's all the same it's all it's really all hobbit music is what i i've come to that (sighs) conclusion fuck i like to think the hobbits would make better music but they wouldn't but also the hobbits don't really have uh, they don't really have problems uh, no, no, no. The the subject would be a little more joyous, but it w- it would sound the same. So the uh, what I be- reason why I keep calling <laughs> Hobbit music, it's what I've learned is the fucking tin whistle. That, that's the instrument of hobbits. There is one riff you can write on the tin whistle. <laughs> that's it that's it that's it holy shit so i actually did come away liking some stuff being impressed with some stuff like that's taking this really really traditional sounding foundation and writing something with it making something wholly unique and then uh that that moment i would say is very brief Mm. and then it goes back to or we'll get into it more in detail I'm sure fans are already hating us, but that's okay. Whatever. That's what we do. That's what we do. Just being honest, man. I didn't fucking. And my only. You expect us to listen to every album ever and like all of them? What the fuck's wrong with you? You're the problem. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) So my first uh, introduction to this band was weirdly enough in college by professor during Mm. lecture. It was like it was nothing to do with like socializing or music. It was a it was a class on. 
I don't remember. I learned nothing in college. It was something about radio and communication, media, technology. I don't fucking know. But he brought up the Pogues as an example of, again, I barely graduated. But it, but I thought it was like, that's a weird thing to bring up. And he's talking a little bit about the band. And he's talking about how, like, you know, Irish inspired and Celtic. And they were very unique for the time period. And no one else is kind of doing what they were doing. And I, I think I went out and listened to, like, a couple of songs. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, not for me. Okay. See you later. All right. All right. It's very, very Irish. By the way, not even from Ireland, <laughs> from no, London, from the UK. <laughs> I think they eventually get two, two Irish members eventually. Uh, isn't the main dude Irish? His last name is McGowan. Yeah. But like, like proper from, Oh, from Ireland. Yeah. Yeah. I think eventually they get two, two like full blown. Okay. From, Ireland. Right, right. Uh so that was my only exposure and I I know I know there's something there. I know there there's clearly a reason why they're popular, but I never felt the there's go to go back. Uh U2's more Irish than they U2. <laughs> oh. I'm going the pogs over U2 any fucking day. Dude, easily. Uh, I've got another confession to make. Uh blood I'll, I'll fuck with Bloody Sunday once in a while. Oh. Uh, Oh, Sunday, right. bloody yeah. Sunday. I'm just so tired of yeah, God. I just it's, it's so tired. they're obnoxious. They are obnoxious. So. Yeah. All right. Whatever. But um. <laughs> so, uh. So yeah. So they they had um. How many albums did we cover? Is no, seven. N- not. Oh my God! I can't even remember. N- maybe Three. seven. Maybe I'm exaggerating. Maybe it felt it's like seven. Yeah. Okay. So seven albums. First one came out in 1984. Last one, 1996. There was like a, there was a reunion in early two thousands. And, uh, well, I think they're done for good. I think they're done for good. I know. No, they're going to haunt us. They're, Are you sure? I feel like, cause like McGowan was saying Shane McGowan, main songwriter vocalist for most of the band. He's saying some shit like, uh, I'm done touring. I can't tour with these guys. That's just, we hate. We we just can't do it. Uh, I don't and that know. was like they, they said that before, but I don't know. We will the we will the Fuji's reunion. That's true. To existence, if it pays enough, you'll you'll put up with some shit for for a few months on the road. Oh, yeah, minimum a UK tour. Yeah, the man. <laughs> we're gonna get shot because I'm pretty sure these guys are really beloved. I don't really. It's like. I get it, but I also really, really, I equally understand loathing this band than uh, as as much as, as loving them because this is this is so Celtic. This is, is this, I've also learned I don't like the accordion as an instrument. I've learned I hate mm. the sound of the accordion. Unless, I learned that through this band. Unless you're weird, weird Al, don't want to hear it. But the thing is, he's a jokester. <laughs> It's not meant to be to like, you're not even listening to his music as serious music. I do. Okay. You're out of your <laughs> fucking mind. Never mind. Uh, I don't. So it's a little back backstory on the band. I, okay. I'm really bad. I did not do uh, too much research, so I don't know how they were formed. <laughs> I did not. Do, I'm just like pure, pure listening to music. I did some uh, some history, but basically there's a bunch of, a lot of fellas and they, uh, got together in the UK. They all sound extremely Irish and it makes a lot of sense. Like I'm assuming they would be drawn to each other. I'm sure they're all Irish people, but, um, according to, 
Wikipedia met at a Ramones Ramones gig. That's neat. It's neat. Also, not surprising. Also, also, I'll tell you why I didn't. There's a million members in this band. I will just say uh, you mentioned the singer McGowan and then Spider Stacy. Spider Stacy is the other main guy. He's a tin whistle player. And then maybe vocalist. Maybe Chevron. Those are like the three. Philip Chevron. Those are like the three. Yeah, he comes around later on, but he's a. Yeah, those are like the three things that kind of consistent ones. Yeah, propel this band. A lot, a lot of uh, guests, like recurring musicians, uh, that show up on guest spots throughout the entire discography. Um, but all, I mean, you could hear how many fucking members are in the band just listening to one song. Yes, impress impressive list of uh, producers that they've that they worked with really? throughout their career, and I'll get into them as we go. Yeah, as we go, I'll just bring up three of them but yeah uh the, these are actually incredible musicians if you like these are sure every, every album is sure. performed kind of pretty fucking amazingly they're, uh, they're a small orchestra they really are they yeah. really are uh but you'll hear it all right let's just get let's just get into it you have you, you'll 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 get the idea so uh starting well right in the middle of the punk scene this is 1984's red roses for me I forget it has build up. So did as did I. Crank that sound bitch a little bit. There we go. Is that an accordion right here? That is an accordion. Here. Let me get you some over over here too. <laughs> Man, the font on this album cover is misleading. Like oh yeah. I gotta, I gotta admit, this is produced so well. I didn't, I didn't mind the song at first. I do like this song, but then I realized it's pretty much every song on it. Every song, every song. That bass drum sounds fantastic. It's so fucking big. I guess again, you kind of have to uh, break through the. Oh yeah. So it is just, it is just, uh, Lord, just jigs. It, it is entirely Irish as shit, but like you, you, you kind of, I think it's easy to overlook that it is punky. Like that's faster than any Irish folk song. Sure. And a I, lot and heavier. Also, I'm going to come out hot here worse. Are you out of your fucking mind? I, oh my God. I hate this album so bad. Holy shit. Hey, there's. I disagree. I, oh my god, I disagree. Oh my god, it gets so much worse. Oh my. Okay, okay. Obviously, I disagree. So, okay, I it's, I think it's a decent album. I don't think it's the greatest. I don't think it's awful at all. But we, okay, I I, I I hate it because everything is such the same. I was so scared with this album that they were going to be like the cramps where we were going to get this album yeah, over and over again. A hundred more times. We, we don't. We get it one more time. <laughs> Most but different. Yeah. Um, and then so in my in my in my journey of the Pogues, I was just like, yeah, I hate I hate this one the most. It left a bad taste in my mouth. And this- I, I like 
it's weird because I actually behaved and I finished this early because yeah. I was so scared it was going to suck. I was just like, Get I got to work on it. Yep. yep. Got to work on it. Uh, <laughs> Holy put, shit. Put the fear of God in me. So this, this album did. Out of the rest of the discography, this is, I think, the most traditional oh, folk sure. sounding album, like by far. For sure. Uh, you are correct. M- most of the songs are the same song. <laughs> They're mostly that. They're mostly jaunty, happy, bouncy. Uh, but it, it, I think it's very fun for the songs where it does work. I like that one. I like Battle of Brisbane, which is, again, Hobbit music. Dude, Battle of Brisbane and Waxy's Dargle. Yeah, that's a, that one's a traditional cover. That, those, like, that, like, these, like, witty, or, sorry, I'm all tongue-tied now. These, like, midi whip sounds. <laughs> it's such a wild fucking choice. They do implement a lot of, like... Western elements like movie Western with the, 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 what those types of acoustic guitars with the, the fast drumming and then the whips. I kind of like that a little better. And then, um, yeah, like boys from the country hell. That's, yeah, that's, that's one of the ones I was, that's a good song. I do like that one. I think I like two songs on here. I like that one. And then I like down in, down in the ground, down in the ground, where dead men go. Yes. I I like like that one too, because that one has some more like punk snarl. There is some snarliness. Yeah. Because usually there's this, not a snarly, angry bat. It gets there. Subject matter, maybe, but, but, McGowan, those, you know, Pogues, I don't know why I said like that. Those, you know, the Pogues, he gets a little slurry later on here. He's like, this guy drinks. He's, Oh, I didn't know. I'm afraid this Irishman <laughs> this guy has, a, has a few. <laughs> At this point, bright eyed and bushy tailed, his voice is clear and clean and he's just singing the song straight. Mm-hmm. There's no real affect on them. He's just he's just playing it how it is. So everything's everything. That's why I'm saying this is the most traditionally folk and Celtic sounding album. Uh, but I like Sea Shanty a lot. I, I don't. I, I it dig drives it. me crazy. And then the other one, I just like, oh, fucking the old triangle. Oh, that was so, I hate it. Dude, that it's was awful. four minutes of boring and it's horseshit. And it's right in the beginning. And by the way, you can put on a little bit of that because that is the, the hobbit ass tin whistle in full effect. Bitch, how you not a hobbit again? Hell yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> There's so many traditional songs on here, though. There's a lot of covers. A hung gray phalanx came over me Let's imagine Frodo and Sam getting lost in each other's eyes. Out of 13 tracks, there are five covers of traditional folk songs. Mm-hmm. And it's funny because, yeah, the two songs I like are are originals. Yeah. yeah. Fucking Jingle Jangle. I have another lyric that made me laugh after we listen to this. If that fucking whistle doesn't come in, we would have sat through this shit for nothing. There it is. Oh, Mr. Frodo. He told me, don't lose him. Don't lose him, Samwise. And I don't mean to. And then I overcooked the potatoes. And 
So you can see how we get bored. Yes. And that's also track three. A little rough to, to throw at the beginning of the album like that. It's like four minutes. Four, yeah. All uh, the pipe weed in the world isn't going to get you through that song. Afraid not, Mr. Baggins. But, uh, I mean, I, I still don't. I hate it. I <sighs> just I hate most of these songs. Um, the other thing that made me laugh was on Poor Patty, which sounds like a fucking parody already. Yeah. Um, he's it's already a tongue twister. Normally, he says weary of the railroad, but you throw like the Irish accent on it, and it sounds the the phrase. Weary like a railroad. Weary of the railroad. Weary of the rail. I can't even say it. I, I can't told say you it. Can't do it. Twister. Goddamn. And then you throw the accent on. It's yeah. fucking fun. It's pretty fucking funny. <laughs> I do hate that song. And I also <laughs> hate streams of whiskey. And I also hate Dingle Regatta. Oh, dude. Like, dude, we, streams of whiskey's. Dude, it, I can't believe that song's only two minutes. Looking at the info right now, this are two minutes thirty seconds. I think I would have really enjoyed this if this was a twenty-minute album because jaunty, happy, and fast is good. Is good fun and it has higher energy. You can't sustain that over forty minutes, especially with like four-minute songs of like just the same shit. What if you this cut out all the traditionals? Um, probably I, a better album. Eight tracks that would fucking work. That would be like an EP, pretty much. Yeah. Uh, but then again, we still have the old triangle, which you know, I, never mind. Huh? No, no, yeah, <laughs> hate that song. Uh, but holy crap, holy crap, coming I, in hot, coming in hot. Yeah, I fucking do not, do not like this album. Uh, and I'm okay with it. I still don't think I, I will never. I mean, I won't go back to this. I think it's decent, but it has a. It's rough in the middle. It it's just a lot of the same. Uh, but <laughs> we got some more folks. So Alec is worst. Uh, but here we go. You ready? I'm ready. This is 1985's Rum, Sodomy, and the Lash. Produced by uh, Elvis Costello. Uh, a fellow Londoner. Sounds better. It does. It's the same song, but it's... <laughs> this is... Dude, I'm telling you right now, this as an opener is so much more rough having just listened to the previous album. Oh, I, I was upset. <laughs> dude, yeah. Um, so the name of this song... Yeah. The Sick Bed of Kukulin? 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 Kind of HP Lovecraft monster, is that? God damn, it's this fucking. Listen to that accordion, dude. It's going fucking ham. Dude, that is shredding on the accordion. Uh, dude. Dude, that's all it's good for. You want to clap your hands and you want to have a fucking smash stein together? Yeah. Kick those windows out. This is... You can go ahead and lower it. I think, okay. I think this is... I mean, that's one of the most piratey songs ever. Dude. For sure. This is one of the most overrated albums we've covered how rated is it is this album if you scroll down to the I'm ratings afraid to read to read because damn near oh flawless, my god flawless across the board i th i thought it was weaker than the last one <laughs> <laughs> and here's the thing here's the thing this album has two of my favorite poke songs on it like out of everything what are they they are 
You ready? Wildcats of Kilkenny, which I love a lot, and Pear Brown Eyes. Mm, I like Wildcats because there's uh, some screaming in there. It's it's a strange song. Also, the um, I feel like the drums is very much just like that driving bass yeah, thing. It, but yeah. you get some like tom some yeah. tom patterns in that song. Absolutely. So. Um, it still goes full Hobbit. In, in the middle of it, but it's it shows when I heard that I was like this shows a lot of promise for where they could go. Mm-hmm. It made me very excited or like hopeful. And again, like that's like the first song that finally doesn't feel redundant. It's the first song Wildcat. Yeah, it's, yeah, because it's because it's track three. It, it's the first song that actually sounds like they're not just playing old Irish folk songs. I w- I will say also like you didn't like the opener. I think what hurts the beginning of the album even more is the old man Drake. Yeah. That there's there's really no good place to put that song, but especially up in front, like track two is rough. It's, that, yeah, it's another drink song. and be merry kind of song, but it's more minimal. There's only clicks, there's no drums. Mm-hmm. Uh so here's the thing, like the sick bed of, of Kukulane or whatever the hell however you Kukulin. Kukulin, um that one I think is it's not a, it's actually it's a good opener and it's probably it's a, it's not even a bad song. It's just it's unfair to the album to hear it right after that because it's 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 exactly the same mm-hmm. type of thing. But uh aside from that, I do also not, I'm not, I don't mind at all. I'm a man you don't meet every day. It's a sing by Cato oh. Riordan. I can't read the, Irish names at all. Yeah, they're uh their bass player for I forget if she's on two or three albums. I think no, she's on two. Okay, she's uh, on two albums. It's not bad. A lot of bagpipes. We of got course. bagpipes, of course we do. Bag- uh, when you get tired of the bagpipes, you bring in the tin whistles. When you get tired of the tin whistles, accordion. You, you bring in the accordion, and then you repeat. Nope, it's, nope. Then you bring in the banjo. Oh, it's it's like in the Simpsons when the the reptiles overrun the. This, oh, yeah. the town and they're like well then will this bring in the gorillas what are we going to do about the gorillas well then the cold will freeze it's just like yeah, yeah. oh man it's like the old nursery rhyme you eat the spider who ate the cat who ate the vagina who ate the, the man holding wait, wait I don't know, what the, I don't know a, the actual is that a Danzig movie oh uh, sure let's, let's go with that one spider spider st- starring spider Stacy from the pokes oh Jesus uh so back to the uh, man you don't meet every day. Uh, it's not. I don't really love the song overall, but I think it's really good for pacing because it comes after Wild Cats, which is you know mm-hmm. strange, and then after that you get Pair of Brown Eyes, which is driving a shade and really rad. That's I, that might be some of the my. I hesitate to use the word private, but that might be some of the the best banjo playing. Ooh, there's some. I mean, song. they're all really good at what they're doing. Uh, it's just what, what they're doing. Like, Make it like stand out. Like on yeah. that song, I was like the banjo like really stands out here. Mm-hmm. Uh, more, of course, more happy jaunty Celtic fair with selling uh, MacLane. Dude, that's Mac- like their MacLane. MacLane. Man, these are crazy names. Jacqueline. Um, <laughs> that's like their twentieth song about pubs, and we're only like two albums. <laughs> They're an alcoholic people, Alex. All right. <laughs> Haven't you ever met an Irishman? <laughs> Dirty old town is more like a country. I yeah, it's kind of like when they when they go there to the country. Yeah, uh, it's not for me, but it's not a bad song. Um, by the way, uh, fucking Jesse James. That's where the tin whistle wore on me. Oh, dude. Oh, and it's also sung by Spider. That song sung by Spider Stacy, and I think he's he's horrific. A, he's a weaker vocalist. For oh, sure. By by so much. Uh. And he, he get I think because he sings a lot more later on, but he I think he sounds better later. Like here, it's I think it's 
bad. Mm-hmm. Um, Navigator does nothing for me. It's not bad. It's just too more of the same. And it's just, and it, I think like on multiple listens, it didn't change my opinion on it. Um, Billy's bones would have been better if it was called Billy's boners. Yeah. Get your mind out of the gutter. You, <laughs> it, you juvenile, uh, but it's more spastic. I think it's pretty solid. It's uh, it's faster. It's a little bit more uh, on the edge, the crazier punkier side. Um, and at this point, cause I'm running two albums in at this point, I was like, this band should not be binged. This is, no. this is not a good binge band. But like, I, I did it and I didn't like, I didn't come out. I don't like it one bit, but I came out more sound of mind. I, I than came I thought out. It. Exactly. You sound of mind. I came out. Okay. Um, because the rest of the albums aren't this traditional. Like mm. they definitely change after this one. Um, and what else you, you go on you go on. uh i like i like the production on a uh, gentleman soldier there's like uh the snare sounds louder and uh there's some there's some weird vocal choices on there so um yeah no, i, I kind of like that song towards the end there oh wow it, it does have wackier vocals i'll give it you does. that because like it's something different like those are the songs I like. Whenever they do something different, those are the songs I I latched onto here. The closer is uh, and the band played "Waltzing Matilda," which is a cover from I forget his name. We'll find I, out in three, two. Eric Bo- Eric, Eric Bogle. I fucked up and I listened to like the full extended version of that last album. Oh yeah, and that song, and I was like, no, no more extended horse shit. I need to yeah. hear these as the album yeah yes that was not fair i'm sure i wouldn't like it anymore but that was not fair to yeah every every album streaming is an extended version and uh i just cut off the the bonus tracks because we get them on other albums there's a lot of repeats and then and then some know, of them were singles and stuff uh i i went out of my way to listen to their version of whiskey in the jar don't care for it i was gonna wait till it came up I I also went out of my way to listen to that, and I'm just like Thin Lizzy. Thin Lizzy, just they're so, they're geniuses. They're yeah. amazing at what they hey, do. Go listen I, to our episode of Thin Lizzy. <laughs> I don't even know where they got the fuck like to do that guitar riff. Yeah, and oh they're man, great songwriters. Man, yeah, they can do a full album of traditionals. That's, and they're actually Irish. I'm kidding. They're, these guys are Irish too. They're just not from Ireland. Um, or maybe some of them are, but they just formed in London. But uh, wow. so, so this one, like good I, rundown. I, I thought it was a step down in consistency, but a step forward in creativity has like, two songs that I was legitimately jazzed about. Mm-hmm. But overall, I, I, I mean, the fact that this is getting fucking perfect scores across the board. Has and I know, it, I know Kyle, this is his personal favorite who, who requested uh, this band. Uh, so clearly, Fans like this album. I sorry. Ah, yeah. This uh, is ooh, uh, man, man. These first two albums had me scared. I was, I was like I said, I was hopeful by this one, but I wasn't, you know, super excited. But we still got plenty more. We got plenty more. So, if you ready, I'm ready. This is 1988's "If I Should Fall from Grace with God." Oh shit! <laughs> sorry. Let me. I'm not used to being in charge of this shit. Oh, yeah. Usually Mike's in charge. Whatever. So upon first listen to this, I'm thinking more of the same. But I was like, it's 
Yeah, that is still good. It's still a good song. Like, it didn't bother me at all. This is unexpectedly solid. You know why I think? You know who produced this one? Who's that? Uh, Mr. Steve Lillywhite. Do you remember that? Wait, lower a little bit? Oh. Say it again? Steve Lillywhite. Steve, produced, I, that name is so familiar. Produced the Laws album. Ah, my man! Yeah. My man, Steve! Oh, Steve Lillywhite. So this is more of like a Southern Cal Punk banjo kind of thing, more than Celtic. This song in, in particular. There's some, yeah, there's some like bluegrass elements in here. Um, bass player, what's her name? Kate, Kate, yeah. Oroden left. They bought in Daryl Hunt and Phil Chevron and Terry Woods. The guys that will be around for a while. Yes, and um, I don't know how reliable it was, but I think it was because she was dating Elvis Costello, and they had like a falling out with uh, Costello. That's always a, that's always a mess. You don't shit where you eat. And you definitely don't fuck the shit where you eat. I think she's fine though. She had a lengthy career. So. All right. All right. Uh, so. Best personal favorite. Best. Yeah, this is uh, easy. Easy. This was like genuinely impressive. Like, I can't, I couldn't believe how consistent this album is. I don't love this album, but I can't deny how, how well it's produced and made. Oh, yeah. And then this, the like variety of song to song, especially after the last two. Hell yeah. And yeah, it would. I, I kind of wanted to go a few ways, but I'm like, I yeah, I can't, I can't deny. I'm just gonna give this one best. Dude, it is dude, the diversity here is. I mean, it's not the most ever. They they go they have stuff that's more diverse in this, but it's nailed here so for, like is the best that they've ever done. And my my eyebrow rose for uh, I like some Middle Eastern stuff. Oh yeah, like, uh, Turkish song of the damn dude. So that's what I mean, like. That's track two. Turkish Song of the Dime was track two, and it's bam. Now we're going full Middle Eastern sounding. It's totally different than any, yeah, anything they've ever done. Completely different. And then at the end, it has this the super Irish breakdown, but it's it's refreshing after this whole Middle Eastern sounding thing. So it's mm-hmm. uh it just it's paced like a motherfucker. It's paced really well. And then bottle of smoke, it's like inconsequential. It keeps up the energy, it's really short, just it just comes in, gets gets his little fucking you know, gives it a little slap and then it moves on. Um, I, I am not surprised. Fairy tale of New York. People in England love that song dude, around Christmas it. song. Oh, I mean, also, is that like the, the first like proper ballad they've, they've done? No, they had Kitty. Off okay. of, um, I think the first album. Yeah. Um, but that one is that's the, like their biggest song. It's more, it's more ballady. Cause mm-hmm. first of all, it, the intro is a, it's a full piano solo mm-hmm. and, you know, type thing. And then the song comes in and anybody who hasn't heard it, it's like a, it's dual female male vocals. It's beautiful. I wasn't expecting to like it at all. Like by the intro, I was like, all right, it's a little, like I appreciate that throwing a ballad in. They almost didn't do it. Cause Kate left. Yeah. And then, um, <clears throat> the producer, Steve, he got his, um, I'm spacing on her name. He bought in his girlfriend at the time to do the vocals. Uh-huh. And they were like, holy shit. She sounds amazing it was it's great 
I, I, as soon as the song kind of kicks in, I was like, fuck, it's still good. Like, shit. That's one of those songs I don't love, but I, I like if people like it, I guess. Mm. Yeah, I'll give it to them. Uh, you got to get it up for Metropolis, which is like, it's instrumental, it's fast, uh, and I think it's paced well. But I mean, it has fucking 007 horns in mm-hmm. there. It, it, it's like, I wasn't, I wasn't expecting that. That's fucking awesome. Also, I also really like the production on uh, Thousands Are Sailing. Yeah. yeah. That is... Uh, is I think that's the first song Phil Chevron writes. Uh huh. Looking at the credits, that's uh, it's like basically indie. Yeah, and even though I said all these like genres earlier, like mariachi and stuff, when Fiesta comes on again, it is something different. And even though I said it's the same, oh yeah, it, that's it's crazy. I, it's it's like English ranchera punk. It's crazy. It's crazy. Yeah, yeah. So I kind of like when the band ve- ventures into like these different genres yeah. and mixes it up with the like traditional stuff. Exactly, because they're playing these completely different these di- these different genres with these Celtic instruments. So it's like a, it's a very unique spin on it. It, it, it feels and like a truly unique album. And it, yeah, it seamlessly like blends together. Like it really this makes you realize how similar these these genres are. Um the my least favorite thing about the whole album is McGowan's vocals. Mm, because interesting. here now he's no longer playing it straight. He's no longer just mm-hmm. singing the songs. Now he's he's throwing. He's clearly intentionally affecting his voice. He's making them gra- gravel, making it gravelly. Uh, sounds a lot like Tim Armstrong from Rancid or fucking McNess, McNess from Social D, Joe Strummer. I thought the same thing. And it's I don't like those bands. I mean, I'll, I'll still give it up for Social D's first album any day of the week. Mm. But like, I it's not. I don't, it's not my thing. And yeah. I don't really love that type of vocal. It's just slurry and gravelly and like, you know, we heard you sing, but it, it's, it's part of the aesthetic. I get it, but it just feels so phony to me. Like whenever I hear someone trying to sound punk like that, uh, it gets worse later. So this isn't that bad. Like it gets way worse. And I think it's because of alcohol, but also it's only a minute long, but what a weird closer with worms. Like, Oh, I like it. It's like, a, it's a novelty song. No, I like it 100%. too. Yeah. It's just like, it's got a, it's got I'm a, glad they did it. Oh yeah. Like what a choice. Weird closer. It's yeah. got horns. got a big old deep black guy voice from probably a white guy. Uh, it's interesting. Obviously nothing, ever, anything like that in the rest of the discography. Um, but, the only other song I, I don't care for is Streets of Sorrow slash Birmingham Six. And that's, I, mean, I like Streets of Sorrow because it's like split into two songs mm-hmm. in one track. Uh, it's, it's, it's like a, an acoustic dad rock song, pretty mm-hmm. much, which I didn't see coming. Again, another way, like, kind of caught me off guard. But on the same track is Birmingham Six, which is more standard Pogue, except less interesting. Um, I thought, I, I feel like it could have been cut, would have made the album a lot better. I think uh, this song has my perhaps maybe my favorite traditional take with the melody. Oh, the medley? I I really like the way the drums are produced on that song. It's just like sometimes I feel like they get a a little bit lost because it's a big it's a big band. Yeah. And um, I I like when they're this really like anchoring and driving driving the song, which they do on the the melody. Medley. 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 Uh, Sorry. That that that's a fucking. 
It's well done. It's real well done. Also, uh, I think just to like smash a bunch of them instead of dwelling on them is a, a smarter choice. Usually is. It's only four minutes. It's the same thing with a weird callback, but ABBA, the way they did that medley with like mm, Midnight Special and that all was that. was fucking weird. Weird, but it's, it's four minutes and they just condense it and it just works. Yeah. Like, obviously, the, the, the best example of a long medley is... Fucking Thin Lizzy. I mean, another, you know, the second Thin Lizzy reference of the night with uh, Black Rose, but. Because they're a better band. Well, y- listen, they're a better band than a lot of bands. That's you can't true. just can't, can't fucking it's throw that fair. around. It's not fair to uh, other bands. But also, uh, but back to this uh, Dig Me Some Lullaby London. I think it's a very nice ballad. Very nice. Um, sit Down by the Fire. Fast Irish as shit, but it's solid. Um, and then, yeah, the, the last few tracks, Broad Majestic Shannon, I think is fine and Worms, of course, which we talked about. Uh, it could have, I, I mean, again, I, I just tend to to lean more towards shorter albums and I think it would have been even better shorter, but it's still, it's still fucking awesome. Mm. Yeah, I don't love it, but also I, you know, I'm just going to give it up. Got to give it up. Like, like the Thin Lizzy song. Got to give it up like the Thin Lizzy song. And also, uh, I get, yeah, I guess, you know, producer Steve Lillywood, he's good. He's fucking good. Yeah. Like, again, (laughs) didn't like the laws, but I I can admit this man knows how to fucking produce. For sure. But plus, these these are different songs. These are well written. I think is like they really kind of fucking came together in there. Oh, yeah. Vastly different than the laws. But uh, yeah. Hell yeah. So. That's my best personal favorite. That's Alex's best. Now we on to the next one. Just one year later, this is 1989's Peace and Love. Love this song. Great song. I thought they were going to poke it up. They never do. Not in this song. This is the song is the audio equivalent of a car chase. <laughs> it's fucking awesome. Fuck man, I wish they This is a hell of a way to intro the album because it's also it's, it's kind of misleading, but it, yeah, and it's also instrumental. Yeah, it's a fucking great song though. Yeah. Yeah, those horns are truly yeah. fantastic. I yeah. Also, I just didn't know they could sound like this, and it's just yeah. yeah. Does this go anywhere else? Or we? Uh, I know it's it, weird. It, it, it elaborates. Uh, they flesh it out a little bit, uh, but I think for the sake of time, we could play. Oh, that's what just fucking rad. Hold on. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> We're just gonna listen to this whole song. There we go. This is fucking awesome. Yeah, very swing. Yeah, fucking sure. Cowboy Bebop song. Yeah. Okay, I think. Oh man, wanted to drop a little bit. Um. Uh, also, for a band that I dislike this much, I wasn't expecting my picks to be so like spread out. Uh, per- personal favorite. If I come back to any album, this one, it's gonna be this one. This is my second favorite of the album. Clearly, this is. 
I, I was not disappointed. I mean, I don't think it's as good as the last one, but I still thought it was pretty fucking good. Yeah, I I think this one is like the most diverse. It is. Uh, it is hundred percent the most diverse. Um, I was I was like that opener's fucking awesome. Can they keep it up? And then like White City, I was like, uh, I like it. It's a fun, happy acoustic kind of guitar banjo indie. indie but rocker. um, and then like. You think you're getting some like the same Pogue stuff on a uh, young Ned of the Hill, but right. They have like these dancey drums in it. That makes it. That works for you, huh? It does. It I, does. I, I don't mind the song so much. It helps break it up. Uh, I, I do see that song bothering people. I, I think it's pretty solid. Um, what else do I like on here? Oh, the fucking ugly vocals on cotton fields. Oh, I like it. I like it. I think it, I do think it, I felt like it lacked some of the bite of previous albums because mm. it is heavy and fast, but it just doesn't have that kind of edge to it. Uh, still pretty rad though. And then, um, down all the days is like the cool part of Bobo O'Reilly, but the whole, oh. the whole, like, I don't know. I just think that's a cool song. And then like USA, I, it's, it's it's an odd song it's it, interesting it's weird but like obviously all their shit's like very like triumphant yeah, but yeah. there's something about usa that like puts it over the edge for me that's a that's an interesting song it's like celtic blues and it works but it works they they have some nastier vocals on there the drums sound very very big on yeah. there um and then like fucking tombstone and night trained to, to Lorca. oh man so, nah, not one two punch dude, tombstone is some phil collins shit <laughs> don't you fucking do dude if, i appreciate it for its diversity 100 but i don't love the song if nick cave did tombstone you'd love it uh maybe maybe i would yeah. i did but i did think phil collins when i heard it not not nick cave interesting uh but i mean, turned to Lorca. i mean that one's fucking another one with middle eastern elements that works real well really really sad uh Gart Lonely Rats. It's like, hmm, get this garbage out of here. Or Gart Lonely. Uh, I like it. It's more fast Hobbit music, but I don't mind. It's not my favorite, but it's, I don't think it's the, their worst. Get all the Hobbit music out of here. Ah. <laughs> uh, Butcher and a solid. More of the same, but solid. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, also, like, I think my main takeaway from this, this whole album is like, they really just stopped punking here there's like all right we'll, we'll take it back the punks take it a back seat and we're going we're going with everything else i don't know why this album while just like browsing the wikipedia like i feel like this one should be like way more beloved and yeah i you never know what people are gonna latch on to it's kind of it's we, it's weird because yeah i just i thought this was fu- this was the most fun I'm ever going to have listening to the Pogues. I'm never going to reach these, these highs, these highs with any other <laughs> fucking, uh, uh, Lorelei. I forgot about that one. That's like, you full, like that one? full on goth indie. I like it a lot. Mm, like it a lot. I, it wasn't, I, I didn't see it coming at all. Didn't see it coming. I didn't think about that one listening to it. I'm going to have to go back and put a little bit of that. Some bitch. I think it's pretty. I think it's very pretty. Also Lorelei. This sounds like it sounds like a goth girl. Yeah. Yeah. Oh shit. Hold on. Sorry. God damn it. Is that playing? God, you know on iTunes when you do the thing. Oh, I know. It's been plaguing me this past week. When you click on a song and then it went. It's been doing it to me nonstop on, on the desktop version of iTunes. Nonstop. I had to Ugh. close it, open it, close it again, open it, and like, yeah. Interesting on the. I have, don't really have problems with the desktop version, but. This is not Celtic. 
punk the way they were. I this is hear, gorgeous. I can, I can hear like the chameleons yep. doing this. Yeah. Who's this is fucking rad, dude. Who's uh, doing the lady vocals on this? Is good question. Let's find out. Uh, that's uh, Christy McCall. Mm, I don't know. Or, sorry, Christy McCall. She is really Irish. Oh, yeah. Shit. Nope, she was British. Never mind. She's dead. Oh, my God. Okay. Oh, man. Oh, she died in 2000. That's, oh, something bad happened. Something She's bad not happened. that old. Yeah. Oh shit. shit, this got dark. Okay. Uh, I just I just read took holiday in Mexico and knew this was gonna Yeah. So she was struck by a powerboat which ran her which ran over her. Man, died instantly. That's brutal. Holy shit. Well, it makes that song even sadder. Jesus. It's a good song, though. She, she good for her that she'll she's immortalized on on Lorelai. I know, I know. Uh, but anyway, diverse and innovative as fuck. I think it's uh, I'm now that works for me. I think this is what I was hoping they would get to when I heard that one song on the second album. Yeah, like, this is what I heard in like. You know, if if you're a diehard Pogues fan, let me know in the comments where where this album ranks to you because I think it should be. Up there in the upper echelon, dude. I, I'm not going to move on without mentioning some of the hot garbage on this album, though. Oh, go for it, Blue Heaven. Mm, Holy yeah, shit! Don't care for it. Awful. It's awful. It's just a bad. It's awful. It's so bad. <laughs> <laughs> that's like the only one I really hate. Okay, that's yeah, like I don't. I don't love Misty Morning Albert Bridge either, but Blue Heaven is the only one I'm like. I think it's like their first truly awful song. Misty, uh, Misty Morning. Uh, that I like the horns on that one. Mm. Horns. I mean, they fucking nail it. They're, it's weird. The horns are like in in the band, but only once in a blue moon. Do That's you when like, they should be there. Yeah. Once in, because then you have every sure. song you're a ska band yeah. a, or a funk band. Funk, or a funk band. Funk band. Go for it. Even then, I don't think I can handle too much funk at once because of like because horns are such a fucking powerful thing. Like she's a brick. <laughs> you can't like you can play horns kind of gentle more gently but they're always loud the horns are always loud <laughs> join us on our next episode covering every album by louis armstrong oh please I'm don't just kidding. oh my god he probably has <laughs> thousand fifty albums oh jesus uh but the, the craziest and most diverse and interesting album for sure alex's personal favorite but we ain't done motherfuckers we ain't done so i am pleased with the pace we're going though oh yeah we're trying to, trying to move along we're trying to move along this is 1990s Hell's Ditch. Produced by Joe Strummer. Oh, is it? So, this is an interesting song to me. Why is that? Because it's Irish as fuck, as we've come to know from this band. Mm hmm. But this is a pop song. This is a pop song. These are the most rancid. Oh, man. Yeah. So this is where I officially hate McGowan on this album. I mean, it's the last album he'll do. Sure is. He's not even trying. 
imagine him, Mike Ness, and Tim Armstrong on one song, and he's just like, trying to figure out. you just layer all three over each other. Oh, shit. I think this is a cute song. It actually, actually kind of like it. Yeah, it's a little more. What's the word I'm looking for? Like, it's inoffensive. It's very sweet. You could put that in like a, a '90s family movie. Yeah, yeah it's not. It's not too bad. Uh, I do think this album is pretty bad, though. <laughs> uh, it's it's weird because I think I like it better. Th- well, obviously, I like it better than the first album. Yeah, but, right. um, The songs feel a little, little tighter, a little little easier to consume but they um, are you're 100 more accessible like you know mainstream music standards or pop mm-hmm. music standards uh but i, I did feel like this is obviously you didn't but I, this felt like the first bad album i was like oh shit really? okay because this is because the other ones i was like i don't really like irish music i mean <laughs> but i get it it's not for me but i get how this appeals this is like oh these are just bad songs these are just boring songs like these, like I, ghost of a smile is just generic as shit like I feel like we might disagree. You know what song like threw me for a doozy? Is it title track? Uh, what the, uh, Never mind. It wasn't. <laughs> no, no, title track's okay. I do it's, like it. It's very it's dark. Like, very cool. It's a little more like when even though you called it Hobbit music, I yeah. think it's a little more whimsical yeah. than other things. I was really surprised. Summer and Siam. Really? I hate that song. I, oh boy. Explain yourself. It. Okay, it starts off, and I'm like, I hate this song, yeah. naturally, but it keeps going. It keeps going. The piano won me over. The saxophone won me Holy over. Holy shit. Holy shit. And I was like, you sons of bitches. I'm in. Dude, I can't believe it, because I really don't like that song. I, 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 I really like it. And I think that's McGowan's worst performance on this whole album is on that song i just yeah whoever plays piano on there thumbs up and then like throwing the sax in i'm like you did it holy shit fucking did it see for me the two the one two punch of the title track and Lorca's no, novena or novena i don't know where, I love them. where I love Lorca them. is but whenever they sing about Lorca, it's always a good it's always a good time always, always good time. a good time yeah, yeah uh Lorca's Novena is it's even darker. It has like a Latin flair to it. I think it, I think they pull it off real well. Also, I don't know who's singing McGowan or Stacy on Rainbow Man. The vocals oh. are so fucking awful on that song. I fucking hate that song. That song, like, I do you think it's Stacy? I think if it was an instrumental, no, it's not. I think it's, I think it's sh- yeah, it's, yeah, it's him. Because Shane Dang. has a few different ways of singing. Um, yeah. Terry Woods wrote it though. Um, yeah, I think if that was an instrumental, it's better. And that's like how awful the vocals are on that song. It's just I hated it like top to bottom. I hated that mm-hmm. song. Uh, same with Rain Street. It's just another pop song. Don't care for it. And like now they're, they're it's not just the opening track. They're fully dabbling in pop songs. Mm-hmm. This is like they're fully leaning into it. Um, I do like the Wicked Medusa. So which the, is, I guess I like I like Gypsy Gypsy dancing music more than celtic oh yeah yeah it's more middle eastern stuff it's cow punk with middle eastern influence uh and this thing like i don't think it's one of their best songs but i think it's hell of a lot better one, though yeah Dude, oh oh and i i i can't ever forgot it was on this album house of the gods i jokingly i know it's not i jokingly wrote down is this the theme from the office yeah, i'll tell you what it is it is note for note 
identical to the main melody to You Still Believe in Me by the Beach Boys. Ooh, put it all, put them on side by side. Oh, shit. Okay, so I'm going to do House of the Gods first because yeah. I, I got it right here. Uh, and here's, here's the thing before you put it on. Uh, I don't think it was like a rip, even though it's and note for note. Intentional. It's yeah, because it does still sound very Irish. Uh, but it's like, at what point do you have to stop yourself and like, you know, this is a world famous band, a, a song taken from their <laughs> most famous album, and every note is the same. What are, what are you going to stop so yourself? it's on Pet Sounds. It's, on, on, it's, oh, a, okay. it's track two okay, of Pet okay. Sounds. So this is, the, this is the House of the Gods. House of the Gods. Also, like, what a cool track. Right here. This. This is this exact melody. Yeah, it's the slow opening of the office. It's gonna sound a lot more like the Beach Boys right now. Alright, here's the Beach Boys. Okay, I'm just gonna fade in. Yep. You son of a bitch. Done it again. Detective Mike on the case. Also, I love this song and I sing to it all the time. <laughs> that's that's why you... Yeah. So, it, it comes back to that melody. If anybody's heard the Beach Boys, knows that melody comes back many times in the song. Uh, but that's crazy. That's crazy. It is note for note. Different key, but note for note. <clears throat> so, unless you know how to play the fucking theremin, get the fuck out. <laughs> That's a, I believe it's a, uh, not Ricky Bobby, the other one. Walk hard. Dewey, Walk hard. Dewey when, he, Cox. when he's going through his uh, Brian uh, Wilson phase. There we go. Uh, but aside from that, I do, uh, I also don't mind, uh, oh, I can't read these fucking names. Majorin Rua. Majorin Rua. Uh, short, inoffensive instrumental, cover of a folk song. It's not too mm. bad. And uh, Six to Go, I think, is a, a weird closer. I don't hate the song. Uh, it's very percussive. I don't think it's anything special, but I, the fact that it feels so much different from the rest of the album kind of gives it lets me give it a pass. You can you can kind of tell they're on their their like last 100%. legs with Shane here. Yeah, and and also uh, I I said that uh, the vocals in Summer and Siam were, were the roughest, but the vocals in Sayonara I think are also a beautiful example of how Shane McGowan is basically dead. He's like he's. St- his eyes are closed and he's being held up by the mic stand. Like this he's has become weekend weekend at Bernie's. He's just yeah, he's so slurry. He sounds completely hammered, and it's it's not even endearing because like it's just a coincidence that Strummer, you know, was a brief member and produced and this album was produced by him because he just sounds like he's copying Joe Strummer's slurry so, style. Totally, it it makes sense to like replace him with Joe Strummer, which so. is something hey they would actually do after this album. For a brief moment in time. Not record, but Not record. Like go on tour and all that. For like a year, Joe Strummer was the singer, which is, I didn't learn that until after I finished all the albums. Like, holy shit, that wasn't a coincidence. No. He was heavily, heavily influenced by. Uh, no, I did. I did think about The Clash during all this and kind of made me appreciate The Clash. A uh, hell of for, a lot more. Yeah. yeah. Which is a blasphemous statement some people would say but uh yeah go check out our episode on the clash please do episode 80 i believe but yeah that's i mean the clash just dabbled with everything uh these guys did one thing well they they dabbled for two albums they like you know what we're gonna try some shit and it worked it was great it's their best albums Mm -hmm. and then they stopped and then they continued to stop for the next couple albums we got because we're not done yet we're not done yet no we got a couple albums left 
So if you're ready, this is a. I'm ready. Well, we're we're done with Shane McGowan. He's gone. Forget he ever existed. All right, he's gone. Yes. So this is 1993's Waiting for Herb. Um. Also, for some reason, not available on Apple Music, but I think it is on Spotify for some reason. It's on Spotify. This album. It's on Apple, but like. It's most of the songs are on some compilation. Oh, that's stupid. And then the song, the actual album, because it has it has a listing for the album. It's just one track. I believe it's this track, and then the rest are all grayed out. I'm streaming this on YouTube like an idiot. <laughs> Dude, I only I, I went to YouTube, went to Spotify. I don't understand, but this is like more like the Cure, the the Smiths. Uh, if the Cure, the Smiths were bad, I believe. Because I, I hate this song. <laughs> yeah, Spider Stacy is not. It's not it. Dude, I'll take an annoying slurry McGowan over Stacy any day. Yeah, I think I would too. I think I would. Uh, so, I mean, plain and simple, this fucking stinks. Worst, least favorite. Wow. Yeah, this is. And the words of Borat. Wow, wow, wee wow. It's terrible. It's terrible, dude. It's, oh my God. Like, I thought, uh, I, I thought it was bad. <clears throat> I thought it was bad, but then clearly, you know, process of elimination, something else changed my mind. Changed your mind. Uh, I felt this was so much worse. (laughs) I mean, maybe not so much because the last two albums, take a pick, folks. They're both bad. But this one, edge it out because uh, for one, the first song I think is uh, even okay is Once Upon a Time. And it's I hate that song. And here's the thing, it's not a good song. It's a, it's a generic, but I find it I find it to be an endearing acoustic ballad. I find it very, very sweet. It's mm-hmm. not like I enjoy it as a song. <clears throat> so first first song that I like, I don't really like. What is the, what is that? No, no, that was the song. Oh, okay. It was, yeah, that's it's the first song I like, but I don't even really like it. And then the second song I like but don't really like it is Drunken Boat. Because it's super fast Russian music, which is like, oh rad. Cool. That song though goes on for fucking six minutes. It goes on for goddamn si- for what reason? It's their longest song. It's for their no longest reason. song for no reason. No reason. So uh, yeah, boy, keep go go ahead. Yeah, three songs stop this from getting accolades. What's that? What's that? And they're not even amazing, but that would be "Girl" from Wadi Wadi Hamamat. Yeah. Followed by Modern World. That's a good one-two punch with Girl being a better song, but it's the first time there feels like there's energy in this album. Like mm-hmm. the vocals are so passive. Um, you have a song like Sitting on Top of the World, which I think if the vocals sounded more exciting, could have really like bought that song together, but it's just on top of it's uh, that song feels feels like a real clash ripoff. It, they they sound so di- disinterested, but then my baby's gone comes on, and I'm towards the end of the album, uh-huh. and th- that's where all the energy like yeah high energy. I'm like I don't mind that song at all. I where the fuck good. were those vocals on sitting on top of the world? My baby's gone is more generic punk, but I 
I don't love it, but I think it's like it's no, it was noticeably mm. better than than a lot of the songs here. Those those three songs made this album dodge a bullet for me. And here's why it really got worse and like hardcore worse because of two of those three songs. Yeah, <laughs> "Girl from Wadi Hamamat" and "Modern World." So I think "Girl" is them fully jumping the shark with the Middle Eastern stuff. I mean, yeah, like Turkish song of the damn obviously is like better i'm not trying to say right these no, no, two are no, like, no, no it's not that yeah. it's so when they brought in the middle eastern elements before they were always very sparse they always mm. like it was a thing to mix it up they they re, they visit the fucking middle eastern stuff on this album so much that it twice takes, yeah but it, it's not like um so let's just use um took a song of the damned as an example where it's a fucking super middle eastern sounding song and then they they cap it off with this crazy irish high energy cool little section they don't do that here like girl from Whitehaven is just full on it's just the most like how how can we make this the most middle eastern sounding song that we can and it's like it feels and they won goofy it feels goofy for me they won and then <laughs> modern world i don't like it and like the that's when i was like the middle eastern parts are like the, they just kind of keep doing it like fuck man you know what song i fucking hate though tell me it's pachinko it is it's who boy Oh, it boy. reminds me of there's a like from a stand up festival of Christian Shaw and I forget the other guy's name. Kurt Brunner? Um Maybe he has Glasses, that, beard. Yeah yeah. 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 It's him. And the the, the whole bit is him clapping oh yeah christian shaw's a horse christian shaw's a horse look at her dance all look at her dance all look at her dance like a horse oh christian shaw is a horse she's just dancing like and then they go to the commercial and then they come back and he's still doing it and it's fucking hilarious i fucking hate that skin like i don't like i get it but i'm like it's not for me i love i love that i think that's hilarious as a comedy bit but pachinko that's what it made me fucking think of it's kind of like that it's also, so dorky also i just wanted to sing christian when he goes nuts oh, with it that's that, pretty funny that's the part i left out it starts off normal and he gets more and more He's just screaming un, unhinged yeah. uh meshing like the words uh it's it's funny yeah that's that's i did i didn't like that part of it though. <laughs> uh but pachinko Awful. Dorky, stupid, awful, stinks. Just yeah. Go, yeah, just go listen to Christian Schlossel Horse instead of that. Honestly, song. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> so this was uh this album was made more unbearable by the fact that I had to listen to it on Spotify with ads. With ads. So I, uh, my first listen, I was already hating the album, and mm-hmm. I'm I'm at the last song, which is Small Hours, and right before the the last song comes on, ad. I'm like fuck Ooh, you and just, i just straight up i closed it i went to youtube like i'm not listening to a fucking ad for one more song did youtube hit you with an ad did not that i have been funny i have a ton of ad blocks on oh, okay my, okay uh so so i put on small hours and it is one of the worst songs on the album oh. like i'm so glad i didn't listen to the hey. ad for this song it's so bad not that this is a good album but closing with that song like goes out on a whimper it's it's just insane. like cements everything you like everything you dislike about the album just fucking rubs your face. It's so, it's so foul. And and most of the songwriting now is done by uh, Stacy and not Stacy. Sorry. uh, Terry Woods and Jim Mm -hmm. Finer. And I got to say, man, like they're not good songwriters. (laughs) Like, I mean, you go back and I think this might 
like line up like some of my least favorite songs on the on the other albums were, were written, written by them at, at least terry woods for sure okay because i don't like his songs and you get you throw on shit like motherfucking haunting go fuck yourself with that stupid hokey song like i can't dude oh my god i think that song <laughs> let me down because i i like the way it starts off uh-huh. but then it's just like oh uh, yeah it's not it's not fun so this is uh yeah my worst least favorite it is uh it, I, god damn it like and it's only a few songs i think are, are truly horrendous or you really really hate them pachinko Exactly. That's the, the one, one of the, the main. Worst, one yeah. of the main. But the rest are just so fucking boring. And that it's like, okay, it's not like horrible. But how much kind of this can I sit through? And I, that's what I question myself with every day. Why? Why we do these things ourselves? Oh God. So we got one more. And yes, to, we do. And first of all, before we move on. Like continuing the band without your main songwriter already a stupid fucking idea. But I think a lot of people left after this album too, right? Dude, I, I, I hope I didn't look up the actual uh, members. We're gonna find out right we're now. We're gonna find out. Yeah. But the fact that they made two albums <laughs> without the main songwriter is like fucking Credence did Mardi Gras, and then like, all right, all right, this sucks. We're gonna stop. I they, kind of, I kind of like Mardi Gras, not as like musically, but just like how passive aggressive just like making that whole album feels uh it is one of the, i mean i'd rather it's it not like, exist it's oh, a stain <laughs> oh you think you, you think you, you you guys think you're you're equal to me you guys think you're old john fogarty level of it. brilliant all right i'll write two songs you guys write the others have fun oh god that's never <laughs> i don't care about our legacy album again put our name on it Go that's ahead. pretty ballsy to put the fucking CCR name. Man, go listen to CCR episode. That's episode four. We covered that one way back. Uh, Such a salty bitch move. God. I don't know. <laughs> See, I don't even know that it was that, though. Like, we don't, we're just. No, I don't know. It feels like it. Though. I always felt like it was more like he was desperately trying to get to stay in touch with his, like, his, his, like, he's like, I don't want this to fall apart. Please, please contribute something. See, for me, I felt like it was more like begging, where you felt it was more like spite. Oh, I do. That motherfucker. That that motherfucker is this a good song. He knew what he was. He knew what he was. Doing. Maybe, maybe, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> but last album, everybody. Last album, we made it. This is 1996's Pogue Mahone, which means "Kiss My Arse." Oh yeah, it's taken from uh, Irish Gaelic. What did you call it? <laughs> This fucking blows. I can't believe. I can't believe you prefer this. It's not this. This song is awful. This is Steakhouse Dad Rock, dude. (laughs) This is like bad. You know what's funny? This is like bad Elvis Costello. Is it? I never listened to Elvis Costello. I never cared. Oh boy, that album put a lot of things in perspective for me. This is my least least favorite. Holy shit! Because yeah. I thought I thought oh last album for sure for yeah. sure yeah. it's gonna get it yeah. And then this one makes that last album seem amazing. I disagree. I disagree because that that album was such a piece of shit that I was fully expecting this one to be worse and. I th- well, obviously, I think it is. There are a few things about it 
Because this is a bad album. This is it's just not real fucking. We're not playing around too. here. This is a bad album. But there were things about it that I found myself liking enough to not give it a worse. That is those those are rather <clears throat> the production. Production the, is better. Yes, they, that's why I didn't get. That's why I divvied up the worst oh, and least favorite. It is produced noticeably clearer, but who cares? Songs suck. Who cares? Yeah. Uh, living in a world without her. Could mm. be worse, and I found it to be oddly touching. I was like, "This is Weird. this is kind of this is kind of nice." This is, and it's right at the beginning of the album. Whereas, told you, it took four songs for me to find something I even kind of liked on the yeah. last one. This at least comes in a little bit better than in terms of you know pacing. If you leave me with my summer and Siam, I'll leave you alone with your. Fair enough. <laughs> uh, uh, I think they're speak. He's speaking French in Amity. Oh, dude, that song. <laughs> it's ridiculous this is already a sleazy band but singing in french adds a level of sleaze that i didn't know they could do so like he is singing in, he's singing in french but he's like i think i got an std listening to that song because he's like he's like he's, he's fucking growling french in this kind of okay punk song i don't even hate the song he sounds ridiculous but the song isn't, isn't terrible at all uh and then, uh, what was it? Uh, there's a couple other things. There's two other things I like. Bright Lights, I think, is same old punky Irish pokes. It's okay, it's fine. It's not, it's not as good on second listen, but I think it's fine. Um, Four O'Clock in the Morning, I think, is a good song. Get the fuck. I like that song. I it, like I like how bold it is. It is. It is it's different. bold, but I think it's a bad song. Ah, the, oh, no way. No the, way. The, the flutes more than ever on that well specifically the flutes on that one made me think of my heart will go on well the flutes a little rough they're they're also on so this is the album where they bring in i forget what it's called but there's also western guitars at four in the morning the the flute they bring in on this album the native american flutes oh yes yes that's that's all over four o'clock in the morning it's all over or town i wanted to talk about or town because they are hilarious because it's not just a flute solo i should have fucking time stamped it what am i doing here it's not just a flute solo it is a new age yeah it's very new age holy shit like songs like that which i you know are not good songs i will say at least I can sit there and be in awe of them. And I'd rather, I'd rather have that than be bored. It is interesting. And as my brother Robert would say, it's funny. So it's not the worst. Oh, Robert probably loves. I bet Robert <laughs> loves that song. I bet not. But <laughs> Robert, uh, I, I do like four o'clock in the morning. Cause I, it did. So like the, the flute stuff on there is enough to be like, that's rough. That's the, goof. That's the Western guitars. Is that what brought you around though? I think it's like the overall driving nature of it. It's heavier. It's it doesn't sound like bullshit ass dad rock like a lot of this album does. Because some of these songs are horrific. Fucking anniversary. I mean, oh yeah, those backup vocals are so strange. They sound like a robot alien. They're, they're odd backup vocals. I don't know exactly what what kind of production they went through. And then when the ship comes, sounds like a less good version of living in world without her. Uh, it's also Bob Dylan cover looking at it, which makes I didn't se- even recognize it, which makes sense. I could see, I could see <clears throat> fans of Bob Dylan listening to better albums from this band. And then this looking at the Wikipedia, I can, I can totally see why love you to the end. Like why? Like, romance movies fucking put that shit it's awful 
it's so it's awful but i can see if you're making a romantic movie why you're like i i need that i need that in this movie i need this in ps i love you that's that song i felt very similar it's cheesy as hell it's not great i don't think it's horrible i don't like it but i get it completely as that kind of thing it's very ballady and sweet and like i mean it's cheesy as fuck it's cheesy as fuck do you think any women heard that song in that movie and then went and bought bought this album. not one not a single one also it's funny that it's called pogue mahone like kiss my ass but this is like the least offensive thing they've ever by far by far yeah. it's like this in the in the first album mm-hmm. or like the most uh traditional well, not, i don't want to say traditional well, but like that, the most that one normal has like rowdy rowdy songs it's, it's faster and higher energy and i think i think better but just th- songs song subject wise though oh right right that's what you mean um but also also another another thing i don't know how it is on other streaming platforms but on apple two typos in a row mm, i didn't notice that uh pont mirabeau pont, pont mirabeau is listed as point mirabeau on apple mm. pont and then toss pint which comes on right after is listed as toss point they just keep putting the word the point. point yeah they love it it's, Apple sucks. It might be on Spotify too. Who knows? But I mean, this is a shit album. By the way, both those, both those songs are garbage. Off yes. terrible songs. Yes. <laughs> They're so bad. And then, I mean, <sighs> also yes, it does look like a a lot of members left. This is the Spider Spider Stacy show now. It really There's is. There's some other members still in here, but you know. Yeah, I mean, Terry Woods is even here anymore. It's just him and Finer. Um, but, I, I mean, why? How, who, like, who fucking... Who? Why? Don't why? Why'd you do this? Do you think Post Malone named himself? I don't. Because it sounds like Pogue Mahone. If he named himself after this album... No, not, not specifically <laughs> no, this album, but just the, the saying. Well, the saying is... Also, it'd be, it'd be funny. The saying isn't... No, they, they took the the actual phrase and put their name on it. The the phrase is like Pogue Moth. I can't. Read oh, it. okay. It's like they, they threw their name Pogue on onto it. Um, that'd be funny if he's a big Pogues fan. That'd be, you know what? Not surprising. I no, no. You know what? It'd be funny, but not surprising. You're right. Strangely enough. Um, yeah. I, I don't know. I mean, it's as bad as the last one. I just felt like it only came on top for me was... just because a couple songs are like, mm. I like them more and I can tolerate that. Uh, the last one just felt like just a fucking slap in the face beginning to end. <laughs> Uh, but that is that was an easier listen for me. But yeah, it broke up after this. Did a few few uh, reunion tours. Uh, yeah, two thousand one, two thousand four. They'd finally yeah. come to the states in two thousand six, and then uh, yeah. Well, that was the first. Oh, the first and, uh, like a long like, yeah, time, like fifteen years yeah. at the time. Um, Philip Chevron would die October two thousand thirteen from cancer. Eesh. So rip, rip, brother. Yep. And then they played their last show, 2014. And uh, yeah, I I have no faith in this band to stay broken up. I think they will. Uh, I think they'll do something. It's possible. Uh, it's po- it has they may been not a- record. No, there's no way they're recording. No fucking way. But if there's some big Saint 
Patrick's Day shindig. I don't think Irish people celebrate St. Patrick's Day <laughs> like actual Irish people. I think they do. I don't think they do. I uh, that's think a, they that's do. a U.S. The same with Cinco de Mayo. It's a U.S. thing. If, uh, uh, maybe they do. You know what? Maybe they do. If they and if, there are way more bigger alcoholics than Mexicans are. If the if the Dropkick Murphys and Flogging Molly are like, we need the most Boston ass Boston. They're not, even, they're not even from the U.S. You can't call them Boston. But people in Boston. Well, there's just because there's no there's Irish people in Boston. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They, we need the most Boston-ass thing ever. Uh, it's Irish. It's not Boston. It's not even Irish. It's fucking London. <laughs> you get what I'm saying. I know, but I don't agree. Uh, <laughs> it's, we we need the most the most St. Patrick's Day celebration ever. I think Stain is just as Boston as... <laughs> the pogues no it's been a while it's uh, not no maybe disturbed you need more uh mm, no more drunken disorderly no if you need the most drunkest disorderly folk punk celtic fuck fesh jamboree in the streets i think i think it will happen maybe i mean i don't care <laughs> <laughs> the St. Patty's Day celebration and all St. Patty's Day celebrations. And that's when everybody just kills each other by beating themselves to death. Uh, like I said, break out the shillelaghs. Uh, also, what a funny name for a weapon. Oh, yeah. That's a real word. It's funny that it's it a real walking word. stick. It's a fight. fight a fighting, fighting stick. It's a fighting stick. Oh, I had an ex go to Ireland. I'm like, can you like get me a shillelagh <laughs> she's like she's like we're breaking up and that's why you don't i think that's what did it i think that is what did it don't she, ever, ever ask a lady for a shillelagh dude i did i did and i feel bad for her because i think she actually tried and <laughs> that's fucking hilarious <laughs> uh recap still a little recap oh uh, worse red roses for me don't you ever ever play that shit around me best if i should fall from grace this outstanding production i don't love it a uh, personal favorite peace and love if i ever listen to this band for some reason it will be something from that album and then least favorite pogue mahone what a awful boring bland forgettable garbage album <laughs> and me best personal favorite if i should fall from grace with god Lovely album, wonderful album, unexpectedly consistent and kind of great. Uh, and then Worsley's favorite, Waiting for Herb. Uh, just, just stay away. Just stay far away from me. All right. God you wait me. for Herb. I will not. I will not wait for Herb. I'm leaving. I'm leaving now. You wait for Guffman. You wait for Herb. Fuck Guffman, too. <laughs> so, thank you so much for listening and watching. Thank you, Kyle, for suggesting this and for sticking with us and hanging out with us and giving us your money. I hope you don't hate us now that we semi shit on uh, one of your favorite bands. I'm assuming one of your favorite bands. Uh, uh, but it was a good time. It was a good time. And uh, if anybody else wants to help support us, you all know Patreon.com slash every album ever where all tier two patrons get to sub submit artists for us that we will actually do episodes on as well as you get bonus episodes early access to the loose ends episodes 20 percent off all merch and uh you know you you get to know that we're eating and sleeping comfortably at night uh with full bellies and warm blankets uh you can of course check out the spotify playlist on the pogues there's a link in the description we got playlists associated with all the episodes you can find them all at everyalbumever.com and of course if you really like this video and you like us subscribe and do the liking and the commenting i'm sure if you hate us you're commenting long ago uh but that stuff helps 
Uh, it helps to, to appease the almighty algorithm, okay? They're going to take over the world, so you might as well make us on their good side. Please, do this for us. Bow down to our robotic masters. Mm-mm-mm. You can follow me on all social media at PanderMonkey, and you can follow Alex on Instagram. At MotherPuncture. Hit me, hit me up there if you want me on your podcast. Not Mike, just me. Just me. I will do it. I'm busy that day. Mike's Alex busy that day. I'm free. Hell yeah. Uh, and I think... That's about it. So, I think so. So what we going to listen to? Uh, I feel like you kind of liked it more. I, than, I uh, did, but I don't. Let me think. You want to do some Turkish? This cause You know what? We easy. talked about it. It's, it's a good easy. ass song. Yeah. Hell yeah. So this is Turkish Song of the Damned. Uh, so thanks so much for listening, everybody. See ya. Turkish song at a time.